Disney legend Mike Surrey is my guest on episode 18 of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. Schaefer Creative is a product of my family of six, all of us pursuing careers in film or the arts. This is our place to showcase our art, document our growth, and share what we learned. We hope you'll find value in learning from our artistic convictions, our mistakes and successes, and the guidance we share as a family. In the Conversations with Creatives edition, I invite my friends, colleagues, and heroes to talk about their craft, their education, and professional life in their art. I'm animation director Todd Schaefer, the father, and your host on this edition of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. You can now support the Schaefer Creative Podcast through Patreon, with either a one-time gift or a recurring monthly pledge. Your support will help us to cover our operating costs and allow us to upgrade our equipment and online services to provide a better quality listening experience. Find the Patreon links on our website at SchaeferCreative.studio or go to patreon.com forward slash SchaeferCreative. Mike Surrey is perhaps best known for his work as supervising animator for Timon on Lion King. He also supervised the animation for Clopan and Hunchback, Turk and Tarzan, Orc and Atlantis, Buck on Home on the Range, and Ray on The Princess and the Frog. Mike also worked on Aladdin and Tangled, and currently he's working as a story artist at DreamWorks. In this first part of my conversation with Mike, we talk about his development as an animator, his education at Sheridan, and his first attempts to find work at the big studios, and a surprising phone call from Disney Animation in L.A., And what's surprising is that Mike's journey to animation legend was full of twists and turns and cliffhangers. Mike and I met at a coffee shop in Burbank. Tell me about your childhood when you got into art and your influences. Um, My first influence in art would probably be my my oldest brother, who is 10 years older than me. And... I don't really remember exactly what, but I just remember seeing maybe when I was about five, so he would have been 15, and he was drawing something, and I remember seeing like what he was doing, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, so I would start drawing, like, but nothing like that, you know, I'm yeah. five, so <laughs> stick men and, and stuff, and then I was, and I would just try to draw, you know, Anytime I, anytime I saw something of his, I would just try to do it again and try to draw something that I wanted to do, but sometimes I would try to copy him. And, and then it came to a, some point, I, I don't know where it was, where I just sort of switched to drawing more, like a you know, fantasy character. I was going to draw a dragon, I'm going to draw like this dinosaur, but it's going to be my dinosaur. Um, and I remember doing stuff like that. But the biggest hurdle for me was... Um, wasn't so much the, I mean, the drawing is always a hurdle, but the biggest thing for me at that point was paper. Didn't have any paper to draw. On. Oh no. Yeah, because well, like everything that is was a problem. Everything, <laughs> everything was used for a purpose. Like your school book is your school book. Yeah. And we didn't have like a lot of like sketch pads. I didn't have that as a kid. I didn't even know what a sketch pad was. So <laughs> my dad, my dad would get his clothes dry thing, and and my shirts would come in. They'd have this cardboard, yeah, right. To keep them when they fold, yeah. press the, the yeah. shirt down. So I would always get, 
I, you know, when he got his shirts, he knew to give me the the cardboard, the cardboard. But but on the one side, it was the cardboard. Yes, I was that glossy side. So I'd always flip it over and draw on that. But then I started, you know, watching cartoons, and then I started, oh, I want to make my characters move. So I would just be on one sheet of paper or cardboard and draw stickmen, and I would, you know, in my in my mind, I'm going to have characters fighting or running from each other. And, but in my head, I would. If you looked at it, you would say, like, well, there's like a hundred people on here. But in my mind, there's only two. And they were just like, they're up here, and then they fight, and then they go down. So, yeah, it was like, I was like doing it. But in my mind, it was always like, you know, tracking just those two characters. But, so I was doing that at, God, yeah, eight or nine years old. Um, so you were born to animate. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I guess so. I, mean, I just, I was just always loved the... It's a weird thing because I even as a kid, I was just like, I didn't have the the the, the knowledge or the mindset to, when I was watching a Tom and Jerry or a Bugs Bunny cartoon to go, that's an animated character drawn by somebody, and and that's why it's there. Like I just my brain was like, that's I don't know what that is. All I know that it's moving around and it's it's a bunny or it's a cat or it's a dog and they're funny and they're doing stuff that's crazy but it's such an ambiguous uh, reality right when you're a kid because you just don't like what is that what what, is, what world is that right yeah because I don't know how it gets I had no clue how it gets done and I remember um, we have like the wonderful world of Disney would come in that like on Sundays yeah and one episode they showed they're gonna show you know, Walt visiting with animators. And yeah. I'm like, what's an animator? Oh, these are the guys who draw that. Oh, cool. And I was like, you know, so you see like their stage too, which ironically I would end up doing, you know, yeah, 25 years later, I'd be doing those with <laughs> them. So they're watching them and they're doing their thing and I'm like, but still it was very abstract to me. Yeah. And then I just sort of went from that into wanting to know more about how that drawing that they showed you in that Walt Disney thing became a colored, beautiful sound, everything. How does that happen? I still had no clue, like how, like physically how they do it. Even though they were like sitting there drawing and then they go, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, okay, wow, it's moving. And, but anything that was going to be showing me uh, people how they draw, I, would, I wanted to watch it. So, I remember of all things when I was a kid, maybe I was like 12 or 13, uh, 60 Minutes did a thing on Mad Magazine, and they had more Drucker on there, who I love. Oh, yeah. And they showed more Drucker drawing Sylvester Stallone, and I was like, I just loved it. Or Charles Schultz was another one. So it's just you see a blank sheet of paper, and you see a hand come in and start to create a character that I go, I know, I've seen that, I know that character. You know, like when you see it being created right in front of you, you're just like, wow. Like that's... <laughs> That's like That's he made magic. that. That's the guy. That's the hand that does it, right? So it was just really like I just got immersed in that. Mad Magazine, big, big Mad Magazine fan. Cool. And, uh, and so when as I got through high school, still didn't know. I, I mean, I was drawing all the time. Never animated. And then it was near the end of high school. I I, I saw something that had showed pegs and stuff. And I, Oh, okay, so that's how they do it. They have holes in the paper, and then they... they I don't know, how does it move? You know, I, I just couldn't... 
my brain wasn't the figuring mechanics out. wasn't no. coming together. No. And then it was, so I remember getting a piece of, of, of board and putting nails in it. And those, you know, hole punch papers that you get yeah. that's already pre-punched. So I went, okay, well, I'll just put a nail every three spots and that'll be like, like what I saw on TV. Not knowing that the paper's going to like float around Flower, in that yeah. peg, like it's going to be like that. <laughs> Not realizing they have to all be the same. And, um, and then, and then was, <clears throat> I kept, and I, that's the only animation I ever played. I think you do this and you draw something and it moves and just completely still, still so you cloudy. you never did a flip book? No. No. It's just super cloudy for me. And, and so I finished finishing up high school. I said, I want to do something in the arts. I don't know what. So I went to a career, a career night that they had at my high school. All the local colleges, universities. No, this is in Canada. This is in Canada. This is in St. Catharines, Ontario. Okay. Near Niagara Falls. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll go to this thing, and you, you know, basically go into one of the classrooms, and the school goes, hey, we have this, we have that, you should, if you're this, and you want to do this, you come here, you come to our school. And I went over and over, and I went, and I finally go into uh, Sheridan College, and and they had arts programs. I went, oh, maybe graphic arts. That's Yeah, it's probably graphic arts is what I want. Yeah. So I went in, and they talked about graphic arts, blah, 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 and then they said, okay, now we're going to have somebody come up and talk about our animation program. And I was just like... I had no, like, what? There's animation. Was, yeah, here, sure, and we have, like, a three-year program where we teach you the, uh, the art of animation, um, how it's done, and I'm just like, what? Wait a minute. You can go to school and learn this? I had no clue. <laughs> wow. I went, wow, oh, okay. I want that. So, yeah. so I had to do a drawing test. Like, they send you this thing, like, you know, you see it, like, in comic books, where they're yeah. like, can you draw this character? And you yeah. have to copy it. <laughs> so they gave you a drawing test, like that to see if you would be eligible yeah. so I passed that and then now I'm sitting in class learning how to do it now I'm seeing there's a disc there's the pegs that's it fuck that's it oh you know and there's paper especially punched for this I went oh so so I'm like and then they teach us that in between in class yeah. so then everything I was all excited and I thought I was going to learn and then they taught you an in between and I'm like what and it confused me because you have drawing one, drawing three, and then you have to do drawing, you put drawing two on top, yeah. and I'm like, but wait a minute, drawing two has to be in the middle. Yeah, but you do this flipping thing, and they show, I couldn't, I was like, oh, I can't get, like, again, I'm yeah. starting to revert back to me, getting cloudy again. Huh. And so, a friend that I met in school, huge Warner Brothers fan, had all the old on my eight millimeter, 16 millimeter. And we used to go into the flatbed and the editorial at lunchtime or in between classes and watch them. So we're watching them and I'm like, oh, I know this cartoon and it's beautiful because it's, a, it's a, a print, right? It's clean print. So we're watching it and then somebody, whoever is running it, stops it. And there was a Chuck Jones, there was a magic hair where he, where, where you saw the distorted drawings. Never saw that before. So I'm like watching this thing. And at this time now, I've sort of skipped around the in-between thing and did straight ahead. I figure out, oh, you can just draw one, and draw two, and draw three, and draw four, and then move. So I went, huh, and I do that. <clears throat> so the first time I did wow. a test was a bouncing ball, right? Yeah, right. And you have to send it off, and then they, they send it to camera, they make film, and then you have to go down to the editing bay to get your thing, and you put it on the movieola. Yeah. 
was 80, 82, 83. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's the first time I ever saw something I did move. I'm just like, oh, it's moving. Like, I, I made something move. I was just so, that's just a ball, right? I was just so excited. That, so now we, I'm learning and getting better at stuff. And then I see this thing where you can make yeah, a hand go from here to here. You can do this crazy shape. Yeah. His face gets distorted. I'm just like going, whoa, wait a minute, what? And like they're going back and forth. And now with that thing, you can go super slow. So we're just watching it. I'm just like, I don't know you can do that. Oh, I want to do that. So our next assignment was an octopus having to, he had to jump three times, step to the left, step to the right. Right? So I made that thing, every time he stepped, it wiped over. Every time it bowed its head, it wiped down. It, anything it did, I was using it. Like, I did it too much. So I was like, Whoa. And, uh, you know, I was just so hungry for it. Yeah. And I just, I just, and I really was enjoying it. And this guy that I met was so into it more than me. It was perfect. He was just like a, my personal, like, Netflix, you know, I could just go, huh, what are we looking at now? That's incredible. So, yeah, I went and, and I had a bit of a bump in college because I got so excited in my second year that I did all the assignments that do 20 seconds of something, I did 25. It said do 30, I did 40. If they said use this kind of music and this kind of music, I went, I'm going to use this kind of music and this kind of music. So I kind of, I did the assignments, but it made them either bigger or I broke the rules. My time with Mike came to a close too quickly, and we picked up our conversation a few months later over breakfast. That I, the guy that I met there became a very close friend, super Warner Brother nut, crazy. Like he knew Warner Brother cartoons I didn't even knew existed, like Cole Black and the Seven Dwarfs and all the propaganda stuff, mm -hmm. World War II. I had no idea of any of those. I never saw him because how would I? I, was, I just my yeah, Warner Brothers on TV. So. He had 60 millimeter of it, so we'd go to the flatbed in our at Sheridan, load it up, and, and be able to watch it. But then, as you know, with that system, you can go watch it, stop it, go slow, go back, go forward. So that's where I discovered you can do these crazy stress drawings, mm. distorted drawings to show movement. I was like, whoa, what the hell? I didn't know you could do that. So then I, everything posts that, my assignments, had all, I was doing that everywhere. Stretching everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, if, <laughs> if, if it was just an assignment of a character jumping up and down, or or he had to, I think one of the assignments we had to do is an octopus had to walk in, had to step right, step left, uh, jump up and down, and then bow. That's like you had to do that as an assignment. And everything I did was wipe, 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 wipe. All these drawings are just like... That's cool. I just went crazy with it. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of sponging a lot on knowledge of, of how it works. So moving to the second year, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. So, oh, what's the assignment? Uh, we have to do a 20-second dialogue test of this. We do 30 seconds. Yeah, let's do it like I could, I could change it. I can make it this. I can make... And, and my friend who was all, like, into wanting to play with the old-school... Warner Brothers, Tex Avery kind of animation goes, yeah, maybe we can do this. Maybe you could have an opening, like have like the, the Fred Quimby card. You could have like the lion. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah. So we're like, I'm just doing all this over the, over the top production work for a simple test that should just say my name, my class, and then here's my character talking. 
right? But I didn't like, no, I'm going to do all this extra work. So sometimes my assignment would come in a little late, but they'd always be 10 seconds or 5 seconds or whatever it is, more than what was asked. And at the end of the year, I went into what they would call an assessment, which is basically you just go into a room, they have your reel of everything you did for the year. They have your life drawing and, your, and all, your, all the faculty members of the animation department would be in there. And you walk in and you have a look at Mike and say, look at your stuff. And, and everybody gets to look at it and then they look at your, how your life drawing was and your visual language class we had. And, uh, and so when one of my assignments came on, I had the Tex I had the one, the, was it the, I think it was the Tom and Jerry. Yeah, the Tom and Jerry opening music for that. But we, so we took that and we said, oh, maybe we could just speed it up. So it'll sound like that, but it won't be exactly that. And I'll have like my, I did a caricature of my friend and I put him in, in that logo, you know, like where you see the lion and stuff. I just, I'll put his head in there. I won't animate it. I'll just put his head in there and it'll look like the Tom and Jerry, Fred Quimby, Tex Avery world. And we'll, and we'll put this, the music in behind to lead into my reel. And as soon as I, I played, the head of the department, the animation department, Tom Haley at the time, like, stop, got, oh, got really uncomfortable. We're in a dark room, and he just, you could see him get up. He's like, oh, 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 no, 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 I, uh, no, shouldn't be doing, can't have. And then the teachers are like, what? Like, because I supposedly took something that's copywritten and put it on my test, and he was afraid that I was going to jeopardize the school. Oh. He was going to get sued. That's or, why, okay. So he got a little crazy with that. And, and mainly it was because I just didn't, I didn't stick by the rules. So my tests were longer and everything. So I go away in the summer, you get a paper to say, welcome to third year, blah, blah, blah. Well, mine said, uh, you didn't pass second year. Uh, what? Went to the school, found out that one of my teachers just said, I, I just don't think Tom liked you very much. So I, was, I go, that's why he failed me? He goes, I think so. So I go, what, am I, what do I do? He goes, well, you could leave or you, <clears throat> or you repeat the year. So I said, all right, I'm going to repeat the year. So I did. And I redid, I redid the assignments. I figured this is only going to make me better. It's like training again, right? Yeah. So I figured, okay. Well, and it's it, another year of your life, too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, well, and when you're 20, 19, 20, I mean. You don't care. Yeah, you don't think, you think you got, you know, 100 years ahead of you. So I'm like, well, this is okay. This is going to make me let me get myself together and figure out what I want to do. So I stuck to the assignments, did them exactly as they were supposed to be done. But by then, you know, I'd already done them once. I've already like went crazy once, so I'm not going to do it again. And so when I got to the assessment thing again, like same people in there, except there's a different guy running the program. But that same guy, Tom, was in there. And so I show my stuff. And this one teacher who's just going, he's confused, he's like, Okay, wait a minute, so like, you're, this is second year, you're in second year? I go, oh yeah, yeah, he goes, I mean, it says here that you repeated? I go, yeah, uh-huh. I can't, by looking at my work, he's like, well, I can't see how you, why did you repeat? I mean, this stuff's like better than any stuff we've seen. So like, I don't understand, like, why did you have to repeat? And I go, because of that man right there. <laughs> and I pointed him out. <laughs> 
And he got all uncomfortable. And because this one teacher was just going, I don't understand this. Like, what happened? Well, ask him. Why know? didn't the other teachers do the same? That's my question. No, they were scared because he was their boss, right? But this one teacher who taught who taught visual language was on par, at least with age and experience, as as Tom. So. And he was not sort of in the normal mix of the enemy. He's like this side um, class that we would take, you know, discovering what negative space is and how to use it. And so his 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 teachings and stuff were a little bit more advanced, uh, not community college level. It was more university level. So when he came into this assessment, he was just like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> That's funny. What a story. Yeah. Um, so I went into third year, started working on stuff again, and got inspired by, at that time, that was Great Mouse Detective was was coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then near the end of the year, it was like, okay, well, we're, I, I think it was either that year or the second year, second or third year, where somebody, in a, one of the teachers said, well, how many people here want to work at a major studio? And I was... Put my hand up. Me and one other guy put a hand up in the class. Yeah. Everybody else wanted to work at a at a commercial place in Toronto, or they want to work at TV, Novana, really? or make their own film. Yeah, they didn't. There wasn't this need to work for like a big company like Disney or. It's kind of. You it, think it was the opposite? No, but even back then, Sheridan Sheridan promotes itself to make you make a movie and try to finish it. Put it in festivals because it helps Sheridan. Because they'll say yeah. produce, you know, at Sheridan, Sheridan right. College, Sheridan College. And so I think the mentality of the people that came into the program, there are a lot of people coming from, I want to make my own film. I want to go to NFB. I want to, I want to make a film for them. And you know, Canada, Canada, Canada. You know. Meanwhile, I was just going, no, 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 America. I want to go. I want to work for a big company. And right now, the only big company that's sort of trying to do it, or, or at least surviving to do it, Mrs. 80, 80, yeah. 85, 86, is Disney. Thank you. Was Bluth out by that time? Bluth was, was out second stuff? year, yeah, he was, because a bunch of guys, Ken Duncan being one of them, was a year ahead of me, and a bunch of guys left, because Bluth was looking for artists, so a bunch of them left and went to Ireland to work at Bluth. Oh, you went there too? Hmm? Did you go there? No. I was thinking about it, but there was always a camp of like people that were like, like people that loved Bluth at school, and then there was people that didn't. And I wasn't necessarily the one that didn't like it. I just, I didn't want to. I just thought the animation. There was because it was a whole. <clears throat> Don Bluth had his own philosophy on how you do lip sync and you know mouth shapes and round mm -hmm. and, and and when it came out, it was just sort of like. Uh, but some people just dove into it, loved it, and then went. When they went looking, a bunch of them took off and left school early. Um, I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not I don't want to do that. So I just sort of hung out, more or less hanging out looking, not really knowing what was going to happen at the end of my third year. But assuming that I was going to be working in Toronto somewhere. So near the end of the year, school from New York, New York Institute of Technology, 
well, they came up years before and looking, trying to look for people to uh, to come work at their come work at their um, at their school, be a student slash work on a film. So they came up and they looked at a bunch of us in third year, and so me, Brian, um, Brian Ferguson, Brian Ferguson, about four or five others were asked to go down to Long Island to go to school there and work on this film on the side and, and payment would be a full scholarship so they'd give you a full scholarship for to get your BFA you wouldn't you know your room and board everything would be taken care of and they would give you uh, money per month like of, they could work out to be like 900 or just under a thousand dollars it's all tax free though, right it's, it's a student loan or a student stipend so it was, so we're like a bunch of Canadians in Long Island, deep in America, with a thousand dollars in our pocket, with no no responsibilities each month. And animation in front of you. And animation in front of us, and we had to go to classes. And so the classes became a burden. Like, oh, I got a class. <laughs> I came here to work. You know, I've already been to school. Yeah. But some of the people got into it, really enjoyed it. I I went. Uh, I lasted. I left there, I guess, after about two years, because I started to realize, okay, I need to get in the animation industry. Nobody knows I exist. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't. I'm just not on the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great Mouse had already come out. Little Mermaid had come out, or Roger Rabbit. I can't remember which was first, but those two were kind of close to each other, yeah. and I was like, okay, I gotta. I, I want to be a part of that. This isn't gonna. This is sort of a little bit of BS kind of work. Like we're kind of students, but we're not. And they want us to work on this film, but they don't really they don't really know how to, to make it hmm. because it's been something that's been it's called Strawberry Fields uh, oh. forever, which is right. Michael Jackson and all the rights to the Beatle music. And so he was going to get uh, artists to cover the, the Beatles songs, and it would be a story about a character going through meeting the tax man and. And, it, and they had some great covers of, of all the songs from the Beatles. And there's going to be a CG 2D combo. So it's Computer Graphics Lab in CG in uh, Westbury, New York, where Ed Catmull was. But Ed Catmull had already left long before we got there. But um, So they were trying to make this. But it, it just didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. And, uh, and I was young enough and... And to know that I, my daughter was born, I'm like, okay, well, I got a green card. I uh, have a daughter, and I'm making $1,000 a month. And now I, have to, I can't live on campus, so I, I need to pay rent. Right. So now it's like, okay, I need to work somewhere. Send my portfolio to Australia Disney, Florida Disney, here Disney, uh, Universal in London. They were doing American Tale 2. I can't remember somewhere else. Australia said yes, but they were still like had to work out visa stuff. Hmm. Um, Florida said no. LA said no. And I got a call from Bill Matthews, who ran the program at the at D- Feature Animation, and called me and says, "Hey, Mike's Bill Matthews from from uh, Feature Animation here at Walt Disney Studios." You know, and I went, "Oh, wow, hey, Bill." He goes, hey, well, we just took a look at your stuff, and you know, it just turns out you just don't have it, kid. I went, what? 
He goes, you just don't have it. I don't know, there, that little movie you had in there, or the boxer, you might want to maybe finish that and show it to us again when you get that done. But, you know, thanks a lot. And I was like, uh, uh, I don't have it. What does that mean, I don't have it? <laughs> yes, we're ending this episode with a cliffhanger. But you know the rest of the story. And next week, Mike will continue that story to tell us how he finally got into Disney. But once he got inside, the challenges he faced continued. And looking ahead, we'll be talking with maritime painter John Stobart. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. You'll find the show notes and more information about Schaefer Creative at schaefercreative.studio. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Schaefer Creative. Music is by Lee Rosevere.